Welcome to Dad Shift, a podcast where we're seeking to shift from a worldly focus to a godly purpose. In this episode, we will look at being content and being discontent. What are we to be content in? And what are we to be discontent in? If anything, I hope you're encouraged. Well, Happy New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas time uh, celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ as you were celebrating with friends and family and traveling. I hope that you uh, were safe. I hope that you remained healthy. I hope that um, you enjoyed your time um, off, your time celebrating, your time resting and relaxing. Um, But it's a new year. It is January 3rd. It is a new year. And often, New Year's comes new beginnings, new opportunities, New Year's resolutions. Many of you may have made resolutions. Many of you may have even broken your resolution already. Um, But the New Year brings an opportunity to look back, to look back on our past year and to, to reflect, to reflect on our life, to reflect on what God has done, to reflect on um, how things went, and to think about the future, what we want 2023 to look like. What do we want, um, what do we want out of this next year? And, and often there is moments where we begin to think about things we want. Maybe it's material things, a new phone, uh, a new car, a new house, um, I don't know, a new lawnmower, new roof. You know, things things that we want, things that come up in life and we think, you know what, I, I want X, Y, or Z. Sometimes we think about things that we don't have. Um, you know, it would be really nice to have a vacation this year. It would be really nice if we had a lake house and we could just go anytime we wanted to and get away. It'd be really nice if whatever, X, Y, or Z, fill in the blank. And unfortunately, the new year can can kind of breed uh, a level of discontentment in our life. It can kind of allow us to be discontent with our situation, our circumstance. And the new year and New Year's resolutions is, is often a, a, a chance to think about how unhappy we are with the way things are and how we want them to be better or different. But unfortunately, being discontent is something that kind of plagues us all. It's something that we have to wrestle with. Because we're, we're called to be content uh, Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians to rejoice always. Man, that's a hard statement. Regardless of our circumstance, regardless of our situation, we ought to be able to rejoice. Because joy is not a, a circumstance-based emotion. Joy is a, is, a, is a positional reality. Am I in Christ or not? Because joy is a fruit of the Spirit. So if I'm in Christ, if I'm pursuing Christ, if I'm growing in Christ, then the fruit of the Spirit ought to be growing in me. And so therefore, joy 
the reality of joy, the reality of peace with God, the reality of, of, of having a Savior ought to uh, permeate every aspect of, of my life and who I am. So even in trial and tribulation and heartache, I can still have joy in the Lord. So Paul says, rejoice always. He also says, give thanks in all circumstance. This is 1 Thessalonians 5. And again, give thanks in all circumstance. This, this, is a, this is, again, a crazy command because he's saying, no matter your circumstance, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what hardship, no matter what pain you find yourself in, no matter how, how uh, whatever circumstance that befalls you this year, you ought to be able to give thanks. And again, there's, there's an attitude of trust that God is working all things together for our good, that those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Not our comfort good, not our monetary good, our bank account good, our 401k good, our retirement plan good, our house good, whatever whatever good you want to put there. It's not what he's saying. The good that Paul is talking about, the good that is promised to us, is that God is working all things together that we might be conformed to the image of his Son. So no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, God is working in you and and in your heart to make you look more like Christ. And so uh, today I want to look at these two words of being content and being discontent. Is there an area of our life that we ought to be discontent in? Not in discon- being discontent in woe is me, but being discontent in which I want to pursue and change something. And I would argue that there is one area. But first, before we get there, I think we all should have this idea of what being content means. In Philippians chapter 4, there's a great passage where Paul talks about how he has learned to be content. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10, he says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. Talking to the Philippian church. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Saying that they, they wanted to help Paul, but Paul didn't need help. He, they wanted to, um, to, to, to help Paul along his journey. They wanted to provide for him something, but, but Paul was well taken care of. And in verse 11, he says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, because in the moment he, he's saying, Look, I'm not, I'm not asking, I'm not seeking for your, for your provision right now. I, I'm saying that, that you have helped me and you you love me and you you want to help me again verse 11 continues and and this is the part where where i think we have to to hone in on he says for i have learned in whatever situation i am to be content i know how you have brought i know how to be brought low and i know how to abound in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, that last verse might have uh, struck your mind and it might have drawn um, some familiarity. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But what that passage is about is the idea of being content. 
and where we find our content, our contentedness. And it's not in our things. It's not in our stuff. It's not in how many vacation days we have. It's not in um, our circumstance. But we find and we learn how to be content when we pursue Christ. Because again, Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians that we are to rejoice always and give thanks in all circumstance. Pray without ceasing. And he says, if, if we seek the Lord, if we continue to pursue Jesus, then no matter what our earthly circumstance is, we can be content. Whether we have abundance or whether we are in need. Whether we have plenty, we find ourselves hungry. And Paul, he is ran the gambit on on what uh, circumstance he has found himself in, whether that's uh, beaten and in jail, whether that's stoned or shipwrecked, whether that's traveling without knowing where he's going or uh, being deserted by friends, um, whether that is uh, being forsaken by uh, communities. Paul has been through just about every situation that you can think about. He has faced far more oppression and uh, persecution than you and I probably have. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never tried to uh, been had stones thrown at my head trying to kill me. I've never been beaten by rods. I've never been imprisoned, chained. And yet Paul says, I have found how to be content. I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. And the, the question you ask yourself is, how, how is that possible? How has he learned this? And it's, it's, the answer is verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Because again, our, our identity, our, our, the, the foundation of who we are, what our greatest need is, is the reality that we need a Savior. Jesus is that Savior, and so as we pursue Christ, as we run to Jesus, as we grow deeper in who Jesus is, and we learn how to be more like Christ, then we know that everything is working together that we might become like him. And I love this because this, this, is, this goes straight into the face of the prosperity gospel. Because often we think, that when we have need or when we are hungry or when there is something that we are lacking, that God is not providing for us. And that's very much not the case. Paul says, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger. He says, I, I, when I'm hungry, when, I'm, when I am in need, I know that God is working. I know that I am uh, I, I am not long for this world. When I have abundance and I have more than I need, I, I, I know what that looks like. I know what I'm supposed to do. When I have need and, I, and I'm kind of scratching my head on, on how is God going to provide, I, I know where to turn to because he's content in where God has put him. Often we look around, we look at our neighbors, we look at our friends, and we think, man, I wish I had this, or I wish I had that, or man, I wish my life was better. You know, we always think the grass is greener on the other side. And as we begin this new year, my challenge to you this year is to, to, to grow in your contentedness. 
It doesn't mean it's it's wrong to to want to have a new house or or move or it's not wrong to to need a new phone and you're you know going to save money so you can afford a new phone. There's nothing wrong with that. But are we content? Do we do we allow these things that we want, the you know, a new house or a, a new car or um, a new yard or a, a nicer living room set or whatever it is, do we allow these things to dictate or to consume our hearts? Or do we recognize, you know, like, you know, it would be nice to have X, Y, or Z. And it, you know, we'll, we'll work towards it, we'll save towards it, but, but it's okay that we don't have it right now. And it's okay if I never get it. But then the question is, is there anything in this life that we are to be discontent in? And I would argue that there is. There is something that we are to be discontent in. There's something that we should always be discontent in. Not in that it's not enough, but that we should never be satisfied in where we're at. And that's our pursuit of Jesus, our relationship with Jesus. We should never have this feeling of, ah, I've made it. We should always have a a pursuit, a a longing, a desire, a, a, a deep yearning to grow in our love for Jesus, to grow in our worship of Jesus, to grow in our relationship with Jesus. Paul, in the chapter just earlier, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, he says, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And again, it is a new year, 2023, and I pray that you find yourself discontent in where you are in your relationship with Jesus. Not in that you forsake it, but that you run harder after him this year. That you press on towards the goal. Forgetting what lies behind, learning from our mistakes, learning from our past, growing from it, but not not, not resting in it, not not soaking in the shame or the guilt of our past. But we press on towards the prize of the upward call, straining forward to what lies ahead. So this year, 2023, what is is it that God is working in you? What is something that you want to pursue more of Jesus in? Maybe it's reading your Bible more. Did you know that you could read the entire New Testament if you read one chapter every day, Monday through Friday? So it's not even the weekends. The weekends are able to catch up. I know many many of us start the to read the Bible in a year plan, and then Monday through you know seven days a week, and then we forget or we skip one, and then it, it kind of builds up, and we find ourselves needing to read you know seven books because we're so far behind. Well, the, if you re- want to read the New Testament this year. Just read one chapter a day, five days a week. 
And Saturday and Sunday, if you miss one or forget one, you can catch up on the weekend. It takes about three to four minutes to read one chapter. But don't just take three to four minutes to read a chapter. I want you to think about it. Think about the chapter. Think about what stands out to you. Think about how you can grow in your love for Jesus. Think about what you learn more about who God is. What is the chapter saying about who God is? Uh, this morning in, in Matthew chapter 2, it talks about the wise men. And it says they saw his star. The wise men saw the star of the king of the Jews rise in the east, and they sought to worship him. And this morning, just just a quick quick thought about the, my reading. I, I thought, man, how how cool was it that they saw and they sought? They saw his star and they sought to worship him. And we have so many opportunities to worship our king. And, and how often do we not seek him? And so my challenge for myself this morning was to, to seek Jesus, to worship him today, to worship him this week. In my thought life, in my prayer life, in my relational life. Discontentment. Being discontent with where I'm at in, with Christ and pursuing more. Not being discontent because Christ is not enough, but, but wanting to know him more. Wanting to, to read his word more. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who, who meditates on the word day and night, who longs for it, who loves it. Psalm 19 David is, is talking about the law of the Lord and how perfect it is and it revives the soul and it's true and right and just and, and he has a depth, a, a, a deep longing desire for it. He says, I desire it more than honey, more than the fine riches. It's sweeter than honey to my lips. And that's my prayer for myself. It's my prayer for you that we would seek Jesus more this year. That we would be content in our life, that we wouldn't be pursuing uh, the, the, the materialistic, cultural sways. We would find ourselves content in Christ, seeking to know him more and, and longing to, to know him more. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal. Because dads, this is for you. You're not enough for your family. Jesus is. So you need to learn how to grow in your love for Jesus and your pursuit of Jesus so that you can teach your family how to love and pursue Jesus more. It's a new year, so a new beginning. Start pursuing Jesus. I hope you're encouraged. Do you have questions about the dad life or how to disciple your kids? Please reach out and email me at justinh at centralchurch.com. We'll have new episodes each week and your comments, reviews, and emails will help us continue to put out content that helps dads shift from a worldly focus to a godly purpose. Also, make sure to subscribe to Dad Shift to get each week's episode. Finally, if you know a dad who needs to hear this podcast, please consider sharing it with them. Until next time.